Every day since the uprising began, I've either walked or driven through Jemaisi. On my way to downtown and taking part in the demonstrations, or leaving Martyrs Square and heading home, I've walked by Urbanista countless times. I've been going to Urbanista for the past seven years, since it opened. And I typically associate this cafe with laptop, smartphone, Wi-Fi, pretty much plugged in. And technology plays a critical role in any Urbanista experience. Unless you're sitting with friends and taking advantage of the terrace in the back, most of the time you're inside on your laptop or at least thinking about work you have to do. Because it's more than a cafe, it's a workspace. And it's become a place people discuss politics. And I think that's new for Ebenista. And I'm referring to the Jemaisi location, in particular because it is just minutes away from Martyrs Square and all the demonstrations taking place in Riyadh Sulah to Samir Asir Square. The other locations do have students and politics being discussed, and I've been to all of them over the past few weeks. But the one in Jemaisi, I think, is playing a bigger role. And across the street, you have Kitlil Wataniye. This is a, an old political party that has rebranded itself and is attracting a new following. They hold their discussions in Urbanista. When I've gone in, I've heard people discussing politics, discussing economics, and it's always with the phone or with the laptop. I mean, technology is part of it. People sharing things, people sharing ideas, people exchanging thoughts. You have people working on apps related to improving Beirut. You have urban transport apps, a range of urban planning ideas, and a node of sorts for youth and thought and technology and political awakening. And there is a moment here. I think there's a generational shift. I found myself having this conversation next to the managing partner of Urbanista, Hussam Aid, and he agreed to discuss his thoughts on the youth's central role in this uprising and the way technology is changing our expectations. And I also asked him about what he thinks of the cafe culture today, as opposed to the older cafe culture that defined Beirut in the 1960s and early 70s, whether it was downtown in Martyr Square or in Hamra. And Hussam is an optimist. He really believes the youth have within themselves to overcome the cynicism that we had as, as the older generation, uh, the older generations that tried before an enacting change and ultimately failed. And he firmly believes the youth can do it. And we also discuss whether or not the goals he set out with when him and his wife, Zena, opened Urbanista seven years ago, whether or not Urbanista is delivering on that front. It's a friendly discussion with a business owner who sees potential in the months and years to come and sees optimism even though the economic situation is dire at the moment. For episode 41 of the Beirut Banyan, I'm Rani Shatah with Hussam Aid, managing partner of Urbanista. back to my parents' generation when uh, politics defined Beirut and Lebanon going back to the 1960s, early 70s. Uh, their memories go back to Hamra. Yeah. And primarily to a few cafes that have disappeared. The Horseshoe, Motka, the Wimpy, 
on occasion Faisal in front of AUB. It's a different era. And Hamra back then was the bustling heart of Beirut. Yeah. In addition to downtown, it had its own perhaps a central component to the city. Culture, theater, movies, cafes. That's changed. Uh, in my student years, and perhaps maybe your life as well, the city changed fundamentally. Of course. Not just because of the civil war, but just naturally. People started flocking sure. to other neighborhoods. New areas started to appear. Yeah. yeah. And it's really been the last maybe 15, 20 years at most that Jemezi became a go-to no- neighborhood. And cafes have sprung up here, bars. You have bookstores further down the street. Madam Khayel took off as well. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, in, in your opinion, now that we've had some time to reflect on the way Beirut changed and yeah. dramatically, do you think Urbanista now represents something important, not just to Jemezi, but to perhaps what we're seeing today down the street in Martyr's Square, that it's a place where people come to talk about anything, whether it's the revolution, whether it's current politics, whether it's demands for change, do you see Urbanista as part of that story today? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Urbanista, as well as many other, uh, uh, as you said, cafes, shops uh, uh, in Jemaizi, particularly, you know, the Jemaizi uh, has a space, has a somehow a special uh, a geographical uh, attachment to uh, Martha's Square. And this is why uh, uh, it is considered one of the main hubs yeah. where uh, revolutionary people uh, 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 they uh, use use it as a as a path to reach uh, whatever they're going uh, down uh, uh, to Marta Square or Yad Salah Square. Right. So definitely, Urbanista as a cafe or as a uh, uh, let's say uh, uh, a third place for. Uh, for people is bringing uh, people together yeah. uh, for so many things among it for sure uh, discussing uh, uh, about the future yes. about uh, where we're going about yeah. how how can we change uh, 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 the situation we are in also so many porters you know uh, they meet here because right. uh, again it's close to where everything is happening. Yeah. Uh, so they meet here, they do their meetings here, they, uh, mm-hmm. they, do their, they write their reports here, yes. uh, uh, they do interviews. It's uh, become a central hub of sorts for, for, uh, for expression. Of what's course, happening. you know, yeah. you know uh, the, the, the technology helped cafes mm-hmm. uh, in general to play uh, a more uh, dynamic role uh, when there are any uh, special events or occasions. Because uh, everyone now is working from his laptop. Right. Everyone is yeah. uh, so you can be on the move. You don't need to yes. be sitting behind a desk, or yeah. you don't need to uh, to uh, you know to be contained in a box. To a sense, you don't even need a traditional office. You don't need a, yeah. a traditional office. This is why the co-working spaces in the world are mushrooming, and yes. uh, it 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 had really changed the way people work and uh, and how they perceive uh, uh, business. You know, these models that you're talking about, to me, they always remind me of Urbanista. True, because uh, this, is, this is what we wanted to do. We wanted yeah. to create a place 
where uh, you can do anything and mm. you can and you can uh, uh, live it the way you want to live it. This was the objective. You know, it's funny though because you're mentioning Martyrs Square, which is just down the street. Yeah, it's five minutes away from us. Yes, Martyrs Square had its cafe scene in the 1970s. It was a place where people went out. I mean, Martyrs Square is not the Martyrs Square of today. Yeah, but it's always interesting to me that it wasn't may have been a politically charged part of Beirut, but it's not where Beirutis went, necessarily, to think about politics. Yeah, the location you know, is more I, important than the actual... Uh, yes, definitely. But also, you know, revolutions are created by young people. Mm-hmm. They're not created by old people. Right. Okay? Yeah. The 17 October revolution is created by the young aged 18 to yes. 26. Yeah. They, are, they are the main... The, uh, the heart of uh, of this revolution, yeah. and those are usually either students mm-hmm. or uh, uh, people starting uh, started uh, their uh, their li- uh, working life. Right. Okay. So yeah. so uh, so uh, this is why they select areas that somehow are not are not uh, uh, main main center areas, right. but rather uh, uh, you know. Uh, uh, Bobo areas, if, if, <laughs> if we can say. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, Jamezi is, is one considered of those, one yeah. of the one one of these uh, yeah. areas in Beirut, and this and uh, and Hamra did play this role in uh, back in the 60s and right. the 70s, because right. it was a new area. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it it had its own cafes, uh, its, its own shops, its yes. own uh, uh, it's close to universities. Right. Uh, naturally attracts more students by default. True. It's sandwiched between LAU and AUB. Yeah. San Joseph is not a walking distance from here. Even their yes. Mano campus is not really... Yes, yes, I know. Yeah, so it's interesting that Jamezi did become a student-friendly neighborhood, even though there's nothing really here. True. Yeah. Because, as you said, because of the pubs, because of uh, mm-hmm. of, uh, of the nightlife, of what's happening, yeah. uh, uh, this is how it attracted people. And, right. and you know, Jamaisi passed in several phases. Okay, the phase, the, the golden uh, era, if you can say it, was when uh, it was a nightlife uh, place and, ev- and, and it was the only area where, yeah. where people can go out after Mono. So Mono That's closed. True. Then we moved to Jamaisi. You're taking me and back now, now to my student years. Yes. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, I remember the Mono. Mono, yeah, yeah, of course. So and then we'd stumble into Torino maybe when it first opened. Yes. Yeah. So it started with Torino. It started yeah. with uh, Le Rouge as yeah, a restaurant here. Wow, yes. It was here next, next door. door. Yes. So uh, this is how... This I think is how every romantic attempt I made in those years was at Was Le at Le Rouge. Okay. Cool. Most of them did not <laughs> succeed. <laughs> but that's... You're right. Jamaisi kind of just evolved on its own that way. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like Soho in London. Jamezi is a reflection of Soho in London, mm. out of the box yes. uh, areas, yeah. uh, targeting people who are more early adopters, uh, the people who dare to change, yeah. uh, the people, the culture. The, the, this is this is what Jamezi is, and this is yeah. what Hamra used to play as a role uh, at, yes. at that time somehow. Right. If, uh, if I may uh, say. When you opened Urbanista, did you have that in mind? That you thought of a place that would mirror the old cafes of Hamra? Or was that no, some, no. It was unrelated? No, unrelated. Okay. You know, because so, mm. there's a whole different generation between us and and right. our our parents. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, so it wasn't parental stories about their cafes? No, and, no. no. 
no, okay, no. so it really is a fresh start. Yeah, it's a fresh yeah. start. It's a, it's, a, it's a reflection of who we are. Can you tell me a bit about how Urbanista started and maybe your, your wife's role in, in, this, in this place? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Urbanista uh, is a dream that uh, Zena, uh, our CEO, and my wife. Uh, <laughs> which, one, which one comes first? Uh, it depends. <laughs> it depends where we are. Right. <laughs> In Urbanista, she's both. Yeah, of, yeah, of course. Yeah. Everywhere she's both. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she always had a dream to open a place where she can spend the whole day in it uh, and away uh, from you <laughs> no, no joking, before before meeting me before meeting you <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> long time ago okay because yeah. she, she always used to go to starbucks uh-huh. uh, to have coffee yeah and uh, and she had a problem uh, that uh, she can't eat there so she had to leave starbucks go home <laughs> or go or go another place eat yeah. and then come back to starbucks to work and to meet friends and that. so yeah. she, she she wanted to do a place where you can eat you can have coffee you can sit you can see your friends you can work you can play you can read you can you can really do you can spread your legs you can really do whatever you feel like doing and she's she did the it. vision behind her yeah yeah stuff. she's the vision she's she's the passion uh, we look up to her in everything she's doing and she works like uh, like hell day and night uh, and uh, we are uh, very proud of uh, what she's doing and what we are doing together and it's also like you said a reflection of how things have changed not just in Beirut or Lebanon, but the world over. Of course. And you, you you mentioned the laptop. I see people working on their phones, which to me is still unusual. Yeah. That you can get your job done on your phone. Yeah. Right now, you're witnessing pe- people coming into Urbanisa and talking about politics. Yeah. And do you sense that this kind of, this moment, and you're hearing it on the streets, you're looking at it in Martyrs Square, do you sense on a personal level that this is a different momentum than what we've seen before? I mean, four years ago, five years ago, Martyrs Square was alive. Yeah. You stink uh, protests. Fifteen years ago, we saw Martyrs Square alive with March 14. Yeah. Do you sense that the momentum is different? Yes, definitely. Uh, the momentum is different because the people are... The people changed. Is that technology as well, that people have changed? We have to be very uh, clear that uh, what made this revolution succeed is technology. Technology, okay. It's social social, uh, media. Mm -hmm. It's uh, social, uh, it's Instagram, it's WhatsApp. Uh, this is this is uh, the the main weapon uh, used uh, by the revolutionary young people that made it uh, succeed. So, like in in five seconds, in in five minutes, you can close the street. Yeah. Okay. It's an irony that WhatsApp tax leads WhatsApp war yeah. against the state. Yeah. Because yeah. and. And you send a message on WhatsApp, yeah. okay, to le- let's say 50 people, mm-hmm. okay, in a certain group, and you can close the street. Yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, before, let's say in the 60s, it was different. It was more <laughs> difficult. It's true. And yeah. and and even in in 2015, when uh, there was the trash uh, uh, protests mm-hmm. related to the the trash, it 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 the young weren't that much involved. The people. The, the, right. Although there were there were students and there were yes, there was a bulge of but yeah. the involvement now, as we realize mm. from what we see down, is mm. much 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 more. And what we see people mm. and what they are uh, 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 doing here, so they're involved. Maybe maybe it's related 
to uh, how they how they interact between each other because yeah. now they are aged 18 19 right. they were 16 like uh, in 2015 like uh, five years ago like right. they were 14 15 yeah. so they built over the five years yeah. okay they built their their own uh, uh, pillars yes. of of uh, changing things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna give you an example that I I think it's it might be right cursing okay, okay. <laughs> let's talk about cursing because sure. this is uh, central to the revolution okay yeah. I think you know why I, I think for them for the for the young people cursing is not something bad because yeah. For them, it's not something bad, uh-huh. as we, as the old guys, or as we see it. Right. And you cannot curse this way. So it's not offensive when you hear it being chanted. And, yes, because yeah. cursing is a, a, is a statement yes, yes. that they are using. Yeah. And and now, if you if you watch all the all the uh, everything on on American TV, how how Donald Trump is being cursed on day-to-day basis or oh, he curses okay. himself and yeah yeah, 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 yeah and yeah. he and <laughs> although and he's he not representative it. of the youth but yeah. yeah but yeah. but you know it's this is why this is why the the the, the use of language they only translated yeah they only translated to arabic how they interpret what translation uh, what what cursing is that's interesting so the the fact that the youth is determining the, the chants that we think back to now and some of them are quite funny but they're not the kind of chants you would have heard on the streets before of course because our sensitivities would have maybe prevented it true you know I never thought about that that even now what we're going to remember about this revolution is the youth's way of singing yes chanting yeah know, everywhere yeah. in the street here and yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so, so so we have to understand their way yeah. of how they are uh, doing the change and accordingly they way their way of how they are using mm-hmm. the places and the, and the, and the cafes and the restaurants yeah. and the pubs the way people are accessing information today is yeah. fundamentally different is that maybe accelerating things that would otherwise take time of course ideally you have things that happen earlier than later otherwise momentum just gradually dies down and we're already yearning for a brand new Lebanon and we're maybe setting our hopes a bit too high. Is that also, do you think, related to the way we interact with information? Yes, definitely. And, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and information, and, and you know, this is a double-edged uh, sword. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we want things fast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really fast. Yeah. We're refreshing our Twitter feed always, always, yeah, always. And, uh, yeah. and okay, we, we can we can close if if we can close the street in five minutes, yes. then we need a solution in five minutes. We're expecting to have a solution in five minutes, whereas reality is not the same. It can take months now to reach uh, 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 stability or to reach uh, uh, where we want to uh, to go. Mm-hmm. So so yes, I think they adapt very fast. Yeah. The young, they can play with the momentum, and they can yeah. bring it in and out whenever they want. Right. So okay, let's say t- tomorrow, most probably most most roads will be open. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, fine. Okay. But let's say if in two days from now someone will call. Okay. By chance, let's close roads. Okay. So many will go down and close roads. Right. Okay, so so they can play with the they can yeah. they can yeah. adjust the momentum in relation to to reaching their goal. Yeah. It's definitely they have and we have with them. We want to reach somewhere. 
yeah. we want to reach a goal that we have it in our head right. okay and this is all generations I mean, it's and this is all generations yeah, for, yeah. for sure but yeah. the young ones are helping us are boosting yeah. keeping on going right and this is and this is great let me ask you I, I mean I'm because I feel old now after this kind of conversation and, <laughs> I, we, and we are getting older I mean yeah of course of course we I mean, are we are a generation I'm gonna guess you're in your 40s 46 46 I'm, gonna, I'm yeah. hitting 40 soon so we're we're closer to each other than yes of the course. average person that we see not just in urbanista but on the street as yes, well. yes yes and I feel a bit outdated now when I post something online regarding this revolt yeah whether it's a, an expression or a photo I feel slow because I'm watching people the way they're interacting with their social media it's almost like seconds matter it's not minutes it's instantaneous my worry is that this can sort of this, this kind of balloon can pop and that from if, our side yes because I, I don't although I, I share this optimism with you that the youth is the is the emotion and maybe that's the passion you need on the street, but I don't know if they are capable of really bringing about change. And I do think that it's the other generations that have I mean, given the means to the means, and also maybe the yeah, yes, the means, the tools, maybe the the way we've dealt with Lebanon. I mean, it's our burden. It's our parents' generation. It's our grandparents. We're still around. Yeah, it's a big fight, you know. Yeah, we, are, we, are, I, yeah. we are fighting a huge fight, mm-hmm. but we are fighting four, four types of enemies. Okay, we are fighting corruption, a huge corruption. We yeah. are fighting old, uh, old uh, mentality and systems and parties, which are entrenched. I mean, they're they're so deeply rooted in yeah. the country. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. uh, we are fighting. Uh, uh, an enemy that is uh, in the back of our head, which is uh, sectarianism. Yes. Okay. And this is we are, uh, uh, you know, this this requires rehab for the whole population. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And a long and a long process rehab because because yeah. we need to uh, to uh, uh, to work on ourselves. Okay. Yeah. But we did break the wall. You know. It's true. Uh, yeah. what, what happened? We did break the wall. And yeah. and and uh, and. Uh, 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 what Jibran uh, Twaini said in uh, in 2005, I think it's not anymore applicable in uh, 2019. We overpassed. Well, that's interesting. The, Meaning the 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 what this, this how ode, we say the ode that yeah, you the shared. Ode, yeah, the ode. That it's outdated now. It's outdated now. That's interesting. Because we, we 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 don't care if we are Muslims or Christians anymore. Mm. Okay. Mm. And because again, mm. because of the 18 to 26. Age people. That's interesting. I didn't think of it this way. So the youth is. You think the youth is less sectarian than us? Of course, but again. Yeah. I I we have to we we have all of us to go to rehab. We have to work on it. It's a long process to really get rid of of sectarianism. But yes, they did break the the wall. We went out of the of of this uh, cage mm-hmm. that we were contained. Uh, uh, in and uh, and uh, and this is great and uh, with all due respect to uh, to uh, to Jibran uh, Twaini but I think it's time to have a new oath uh, it's time to have an oath that really is more Lebanese than 
different uh, religions and uh, what about the new national anthem on Nahar's it's building? Great. That's a yeah, better, yeah, yeah. yeah it's I think great. that kind of fifty-fifty. It's perfect. Is it's a definite reflection of what we've seen. True. Yeah. And, yeah. And we know well that the Lebanese population, sixty percent are are uh, women and forty uh, percent are uh, are uh, men. Uh, the woman. Uh, 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 is doing a great job Absolutely. in the revolution and they are in the front line yeah. uh, and, and this is something great and there are so many things that need to be changed in the Lebanese uh, Let me ask you, this, this kind of you're describing the, uh, the positive spirit of what we've seen the last three weeks and the youth is definitely the force and we, the older generation and the older ones are pretty much on board we're not reluctant. On the contrary, all of us are saying this is this is the right time to change. There's no leadership yet, or there's not there isn't a group of names that I can think of right now, and I could think of names before. One of them was Gibran Twaini. Yeah. Even though he wasn't a traditional leader per se, he's a yeah. journalist. But and Samir Asir, another journalist, yeah. turned politician. There were names available. Unfortunately, some of them were political party names too, and they kind of got maybe a little too involved early on. This time around, I can't think of a name. And if I do think of names, I have to think about it maybe too long. And then I go to the maybe names that are just beginning to emerge. They're not there yet. Do you think this is the right way forward to leave it as just... For now, yes. So three weeks for in, yes, yes, yes. And it should thing. it should okay. stay like this as long as we didn't reach our uh, goals. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because because uh, this is reality. This is the truth. There is yeah. no leadership for this uh, revolution. Right. Any any uh, twenty thirty uh, person group can uh, say what they want to say, do their own uh, activities uh, down. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a it's a it's a combination of people. Right. Okay. This is the new way of uh, of how uh, revolutions are done, at least with the young people. Yeah. There is no cent- there is no centralized leadership, and yeah. uh, and again, uh, uh, there are none to think of uh, for the time being. Because well, you, you know, that's a good parties. Thing for now. That's, that's, yes, that's, yes, yes. But and do you think it's sustainable? Yeah, it's sustainable. Okay. It's sustainable for sure. Hmm. But you know, but but later on, we need parties. We need new parties. Yeah. Because parties they create political life, yeah. and it's not uh, it's not uh, organizations or uh, or uh, uh, I don't know uh, NGOs or whatever that they can create political life. We need parties. We need real parties different from the old traditional parties. Let me then ask you, and this is, I mean, we can go as deep as you want into this. There is a, an old party that has rebranded itself across the street. Yes. I think they're called Kitlil Watani. Kitlil Watani, yes. Is that the kind of change that you would like to see, and I mean this in a personal way, or would you rather see a fresh slate altogether? So in other words... No, a fresh, a fresh one. So just really beginning from this revolt onwards. Yes, be- yeah. beginning from what we learned from this revolution. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And beginning from what the Lebanese population they they want their future to be. Yeah. Okay. And how and how uh, and how they are looking at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, again, this is this is 
a major part of the population. Mm-hmm. We have another part of the population right. that we are against now. Okay. But you see it that way. That and I, I mean yes, as yes, bluntly yes, as you'd yes, like. Definitely it's, I see it that way. Okay. Okay. It's, so it's uh, not against it's their po- leaders, it's really population. For me this is a political mm-hmm. uh, fight. It's mm-hmm. not an economical fight. Okay. Okay, because yeah. the the economical problems are in, are the outcome of what's happening politically. Right. Okay. Right. We are witnessing a change of the identity of Lebanon. That's a very bold uh, assertion. You believe that? Yes. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, I will say it bluntly. Mainly Hezbollah is taking us to another uh, place, to another direction. They are, they, are, they are trying to take us to something that doesn't look like us. Mm. Okay. They have their reasons. We don't agree with them. Mm-hmm. And, th- and then from this big problem, you have so many other problems reflected in corruption but this is this is this is the major fight we're having without knowing maybe without yeah. uh, without our intention to have the people that are revolting down yeah. they're asking for something that is totally so that is far away from what the other side is trying to uh, uh, is, is saying or or trying to uh, to uh, to make but that's a, so the broad you're you're seeing as a almost the broad perspective that you're able to see that there is a a structural problem that will need to be overcome yes for this kind of revolution to work yes and you would also say that the average person protesting and let's say in that age category the younger group the younger protesters don't necessarily see that but that's what they want at the end of the day of course that's interesting so it's almost like there's an existential struggle right now on the streets. Yeah. And not everyone is aware that this is maybe a make it or break it yeah. moment. Because because everyone everyone is seeing is seeing it from from uh, his own or her own perspective. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, every group, every party down right. there, every everyone sitting at home uh, yeah. uh, uh, is uh, is looking at it uh, differently. But mm-hmm. at the end, if you gather all the all the parts together, yeah. okay, you will reach this outcome. Right. Okay, we have yeah. a problem that is very big, that is so big, yeah. uh, 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 it will take us time to to uh, reach our goals. Yeah. But I think we have to try, and I think we believe that we have an opportunity uh, to, uh, to take Lebanon to uh, a great place. Do you fundamentally believe that this is, at the end of the day, a revolution? That it's not just calls for reform? It's not just we want political and economic yeah, change. Uh, uh, yes, it's a, it's a revolution in the new meaning of revolution. It's not a, uh, a typical I get, revolution. I get in trouble sometimes for sounding too negative on this front. That I maybe I, my definition of revolution, I, I expect maybe quicker and more immediate, uh, tangible results. Yeah. But you don't see it that way. No, usually quicker and tangible results is. Uh, is mainly uh, uh, achieved by the interference of the army. Mm-hmm. Usually, mm-hmm. this yeah. is what happened in the revolutions, uh, uh, if we can call them revolutions, or or, or, or by the coup d'état. Yes, okay. okay, which is which is not the case, and it right. will never happen here in Lebanon mm-hmm. to have a coup d'état. You'd have to have coup d'état with a plural. Yes. <laughs> yeah, which never happens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, 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 it helped us. The sudden revolution helped us to uh, step into uh, uh, 
another place yeah. and to move forward yeah. maybe not much okay maybe we still have a lot to do yes. uh, but it helped us for sure uh, move move uh, forward now the revolution when things gets better and 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 uh, we reach hopefully our goals it has to uh, uh, parties should take uh, should be born from it i i you know maybe because it's so early yeah but we'll have to see hopefully by the next election there will be something like that emerging that people can actually turn to yeah but 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 yeah. if let's say in the next election we're going to take uh, 15 seats okay it's out of the it's, it's impressive for yeah. sure yeah. okay and but you know we need parties to take those seats because mm-hmm. we are confronting parties it's just a subjective question here the do you think it's the energy of the street right now is it better served pushing on local elections like the municipality as opposed to the no parliament? you can't no, no. no. you it need parliamentary be elections. Parliamentary. yes because 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 the struggle is so big yeah okay and the, and the fight is so big you need so parliamentary elections almost a head-on collision with, with yeah. the and, system and you know what 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 we are asking for is not much yeah okay we're asking for a independent government mm-hmm. led by an independent person okay uh, that has uh, le- legislative uh, uh, powers this government yeah. okay that will create different laws and uh, uh, the electoral law even right. even if it's the same electoral law that we have now there's no problem but we have to go to elections right. uh, uh, within one year uh, uh, but during uh, during this year we have to uh, organize ourselves yeah. uh, and it's you you see it beginning and you hear it in its inception. Sometimes you hear it here at Urbanista, the conversations in the background. You, you sense that there is, there is a, there's an appetite for that from now. Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, I, I've seen so many Facebook invites to political gatherings yeah. that happen here at Urbanista, uh, yeah. which is yeah, striking. They are. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they're paying their tab. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> now, just, just to wrap it up, what do you, and I mean this, as somebody who's who has an, an economic stake in the well-being of Lebanon, yeah, and someone who's invested at a time of instability and economic decline, Urbanista has succeeded, and Urbanista has done well. Are you concerned at all that the longer this lasts, and I mean it in the in the not just the roadblocks? But I mean it in that banks are still closed, people are not living a normal life here. Things were already bad, but they, they have gotten worse. And maybe that's what people need to experience to come out and something better anyway. But the fact is, the economy is crashing. Is there any concern on your side that the longer this takes, the more people like you, who have businesses here, who, who depend on a sense of stability, but this will be detrimental to your well-being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. from from an, an, an economical business perspective, definitely. Yeah. Uh, does that does that factor uh, in though? Things your... are not uh, are not good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know, it wasn't good before. Mm-hmm. Before the revolution, mm-hmm. things were also uh, difficult. Now, roads are closed. Uh, some places are closed, etc. People are not going out like they used to right. uh, do uh, uh, before, but. I think uh, it's time 
for uh, it's time for a change and I think everyone in Lebanon including businesses including uh, entrepreneurs including uh, teachers including students including uh, all, all we should all yeah. fight for the change because mm-hmm. we deserve to be in a better to live a better life because yeah. uh, 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 what's the way the way we, we are living now the way uh, things are going now uh, and uh, and uh, and if it, it will continue like this we're not going to uh, uh, somewhere good so this is why uh, we have to uh, hold it you know we have to be part of this and uh, to do all our best to uh, to hold our positions in order to reach a better uh, Lebanon. I appreciate the long view, and I I find your optimism quite addictive. Yeah. And I I'm Thank lucky you. because we're Facebook friends. I see it regularly on a daily basis. I'm reminded that it's not just the youth; it's our generation. Of too. course, of course. And uh, and I will keep coming to Urbanista. Thank even, you very much. Even if it's the last place still open in Lebanon. <laughs> no, we hope not. Oh, yeah. We hope so many places to open, and uh, and I like that this cafe and other cafes as well is allowing a form of expression that's needed, and it's it is the perfect spot where technology and the written word, all of that converges here, and I do think it is an important part of this revolution. Yeah, yeah, we are. Thank you. We are. We are again. It's Urbanista and other places. So yeah. many other places. Uh, all over Beirut and all over Lebanon, that they are uh, contributing uh, yes. to uh, what uh, to the change the people uh, want, uh, each in his own specific uh, location. Absolutely. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you very much. episodes as the uprising continues into its fourth week. To stay up to date, simply subscribe to your preferred podcast platform or go to our YouTube channel. You'll find us there. Until next time, I'm Rani Shatah and this is the Beirut Banyan.